0: Lekutus Siches, Volume 21, Thesa 3. This is the bottom line. Title, Intimacy, into see. Remembering, Repentance, Repentance, Connectedness. Upon Moses' request, show me now your glory, God answered, you will not be able to see my face. And goes on, and you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen. Upon which Rashi comments, and you will see my back, he, meaning God, showed him the knot of the tefillin. Now Rashi defines his works on the Torah as, I quote, I have come only to teach the simple meaning of the scripture. Thus, why does does Rashi feel the need to comment here? Rashi has no issues with the use of anthropomorphism as we see in this very verse. Rashi does not feel the need to explain my face. Additionally, since Rashi is only explaining the word my back, why does he also quote the word vira isa and you shall and you will see. The explanation. Before answering Moses, God first states, I quote to you, He, God, said, I will let all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. And I will favor when I wish to favor. And I will compassion when I wish to have compassion. Now Rashi, in explaining the connection of this to Moses' question and to God's then concluding, And you will see my back, but my face shall not be seen, explains, The time has come that you shall see of my glory that I will permit you to see because I want and I need to teach you the order of prayer. Then he continues, I will let all the attribute of my goodness pass before you while you are hidden in a cave. And then he goes on, according to this procedure, which you see me enwrapped and proclaiming the 13 attributes, meaning the 13 attributes of mercy, teach the Israelites to do likewise. Now, in continuation of... I will let all my goodness pass. In Moses seeing God's enwrapped and proclaiming, comes the, and you will see my back. Hence the question, in what way is Moses seeing God enwrapped in a talis considered you shall see of my glory, even of, and you will see my back. When the talit completely covers the one enwrapped, including his back. And unto this end, does Rashi explain that the enwrapped is not referring just to the Talit, but to the Tefillin as well. And the, you shall see of my glory, refers to the, and you will see my back, he showed him the knot of the Tefillin, meaning that God removed the Talit from that spot, allowing for Moses to see the knot of the Tefillin. Now, a talit, unlike the garments of the high priest, which are made for, quote, for honor and splendor, and quote, the talit, the prayer shul, is made out of plain wool and therefore does not qualify as you shall see of my glory. Therefore, Rashi explains that it was the tefillin which, A, sits upon one's head like a crown. And B, is defined as, the Talmud says, honor, this is referring to tefillin. So it is the tefillin that God showed Moses. This is also why Rashi emphasizes that it was the knot of the tefillin and not its straps, even though the straps are long and can be seen even when enwrapped in a talit. And being that God was enwrapped may seem the more logical explanation. Nevertheless, Rashi says it's the knot, being that it is the knot and not the straps which sit upon the head as a crown. Now, mystically speaking, let us understand the deeper meaning of God's showing Moses specifically, and you shall see my back not of the tefillin in the teach, <coughs> excuse me, in the teach you the order of prayer so as to have the beseeching for compassion complete. Now, in order to understand this, we must first understand what the entire concept of you see me enwrapped and proclaiming the 13 attributes has to do with prayer, beseeching for compassion. It is the recital of the 13 attributes of mercy which brings about the and I will favor and the I will have compassion. So why the need to recite them while being enwrapped? The explanation, beseeching for compassion, generally speaking, is for those who have sinned and are beseeching God's compassion as to be spared from punishment. Sin, generally speaking, comes from forgetting, which comes only from klipot, the opaque husks covering and concealing the light, and impurities. As our sages declare, I quote, there is no forgetfulness before the throne of your glory. Hence, forgetfulness only comes from the other side. Now, what is the Forgetfulness. Israel are believers, the sons of believers, not only of in the beginning God created, but also of who in his goodness renews every day continuously and every moment the work of creation, creatio ex nihilo, exactly as from before the six days of creation. Hence, knowing that this very moment and then the moment after he is in need of God to vivify him, creatio ex nihilo, and even his very struggles and the very object of sin are all being this very moment created, creatio ex nihilo, by God, how could he, even if he is exceedingly greedy with lust, entertain not fulfilling the will of God? The truth is, while knowing this, a Jew cannot sin, only that at the time of a sin, he forgets this. However, when a Jew remembers appropriately, then all his behaviors are in accordance with Torah mitzvahs to the point of all your actions are for the sake of heaven and in all your ways know him. So that's the forgetfulness that causes sin, forgetting that God vivifies everything now and every second. Now, what is the remembering? Therefore, one must be wrapped in Talit and Filin when praying, beseeching for compassion, being that the mitzvot of Talit and Tfilin are about remembering. By the Talit, the verse says, and when you see it, you will remember. By Tfilin, the verse says, as a remembrance between your eyes. Let's go even deeper. The Zohar tells of Rabbi Yossi telling Rabbi Chia, you tie this teaching with one knot in order that it not leave you, meaning not forget it. I will tie it with 30 or 40 knots in order that it never leave me. This is the source for the custom of people tying knots in order to remember things. The connection between a knot and remembering is explained in, we, therefore, if I quote you from the Tanya, We therefore find in Tana Deveh Eliyahu, a man commits a sin and is liable to death before the Almighty. What shall he do and live? If he was accustomed to study one page, let him study two pages of Torah. If he was accustomed to study one chapter of the oral law, let him study two chapters. And then the Rebbe goes on to explain this resembles a rope that is severed and then re-knotted. The side of the knot is twofold and fourfold thicker than the rest of the rope. So it is with the rope of God's heritage, with the soul's bond with its source. Meaning that the concept of a knot is to connect far more powerfully in a manner of twofold and fourfold. With this, there will be no possibility of a forgetfulness that could lead to sin. Thus, God, at the time of teaching Moses the order of prayer, beseeching for compassion, showed Moses the essence of the correction to sin, the not connecting remembering of the tefillin. And it says about tefillin, and it shall be with you in order that the Lord, that, that the Lord shall be, the law of the Lord shall be in your mouth. Now, this correction will bring about the verse in Isaiah and the glory of God shall be revealed and all flesh together shall see the mouth of God spoke and there will be no need to remember.